Hey legends, I'm Eliza Lee and you're listening to The Making of an Incredible MD, the podcast for aspiring medical professionals. Each week, we'll bring in a current MD student and a practicing physician to talk about an important topic in the medical field. From the effects of climate change to the influence of social media on our health, we'll uncover a maze of different perspectives and end each episode with an ethical dilemma for us all to consider. Stay tuned as we literally hear the making of these incredible MDs unfold right before our ears. So grateful to introduce our guest today, Sasha Hall, who is an MD3 student at Monash University and did her honours research year at the Monash School of Public Health. As someone with a growing passion in the public health space, I thought it would be terrific to get Sash on to talk about holistic health and the role of social media. Thank you so much for joining us, Sash. So Sasha and I go way back, I guess, in terms of when we did public health research together at Monash. And when I first met Sasha, she was doing biomed law. Um, and I was like, whoa, what a mix. Um, and she definitely is the kind of person, personality who's super passionate about public health. And that's why we love having you on this episode of Holistic Health. Yeah, no worries. So firstly, thanks for having me, Eliza. So excited to be talking about this topic and especially on a podcast. So my name's Sasha. I am studying med at the moment, but I guess I really got interested in this topic from when I was back in high school. I started like working in a pharmacy and I just saw kind of holistic healthcare like in the real world. And I guess I've kind of just gone through my education, kind of always interested in this topic. And I did some research about it with like complementary medicines, which is kind of how we met as well. Mm. Um, so yeah. What in your terms of definition is holistic healthcare? Yeah. So I think when people hear holistic healthcare, they think about alternative medicine and like complementary medicines. So things like herbal medicine, Chinese medicine, maybe physio, naturopathy and like allied health. But when you kind of think about it, it's just treating the whole person. So holistic, looking at every aspect of the person. So like like their social health, their emotional health and spiritual health, as well as physical health. So I guess that's where it differs from Western medicine, where it's just kind of treating your physical health. So yeah, that's what um, I think most people would think about when they think about holistic healthcare. Yeah. And so you're now an MD3, you had some clinical exposure and we were talking about it earlier, how you love seeing the, the clinical manifestation of sort of healthcare, but how does holistic healthcare positive, positively affect clinical medicine in seeing the patient as a whole? Yeah. So holistic healthcare, you can kind of think of it as like almost the opposite of Western medicine because mm-hmm. Western medicine is like, you come to the doctor with a problem and the doctor fixes the problem. It's very clean cut. Holistic healthcare is like, oh, you know, the whole person, right? But I think they really go hand in hand really lovely, like really well, sorry, <laughs> because you have to treat the whole person. You can't just ignore their lifestyle or like their emotional state and stuff like that. Mm. So clinical practice needs holistic healthcare. It needs people to focus on their lifestyle. And I guess like when you go to the doctor and when you go to the GP, if the GP says to you, oh, you need to lose weight or something, something like that like that's like a holistic issue right but that's like a really daunting thing for someone to do you can't just like snap your fingers and lose weight it's not like taking a drug Mm. so I think that's where holistic healthcare really comes into things when it's like a lifestyle-based management solution thing that you have to think about so wherever we need like lifestyle change to occur you can bring in holistic healthcare and I think the really lovely thing about holistic healthcare is that it's a really big community. So you've got all these different health practitioners. You've got like this massive exercise and physical fitness community with gyms. You've got like people on YouTube, people on Instagram. So it can be really empowering and really like positive. Mm -hmm. And so it can really like uh, push people to make a 
a proper change instead of just saying, oh yeah, I'm going to lose some weight, like, and never do anything about it. So, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And on, I guess, the flip side of that coin, how can holistic health can be taken out of context and become damaging? Yeah, so really important question and would definitely uh, very topical and can lead to a big rant. But I guess a few reasons where it can become damaging. Often people that like are not doctors who may not necessarily have a degree, they can give you advice that is misleading or it's incorrect. And they can also give that advice in a really persuasive way where people that may aren't so health literate will take that advice and just be like oh yep you know not going to vaccinate my kid or maybe going to go with this alternative treatment instead of um, taking my medications or something like that so that's where it can become really damaging is where you have the intersection between someone who's potentially not being really skeptical or um, has low health literacy if you want to call it that Mm -hmm. um, with someone who is not necessarily qualified potentially has ulterior motives like they've got a sponsorship or something so yeah I guess on the back of that overall then what are your thoughts on untrained individuals giving then health advice online now especially you know at this time when everything is given online and we consume all our information online. Yeah, so that's like a massive issue because if you think about it, you've got all these people on social media, like Instagram, YouTube, everywhere, and especially lots of younger people who haven't grown up without social media. And there's not like there's no policing of it. There's nothing regulating what people put online. So if you take, for example, another part of holistic health, which is like vitamins and supplements, Mm-hmm. Those are regulated, as we know, um, <laughs> the Therapeutic Goods Administration. So they all have to go through a check and balance system and they have to be approved before they can be like advertised for sale. But someone like a fitness, Fitzbo influencer person posting like their diet plan to like drink fruit juice for like six weeks or whatever, or get your bikini body, but break your back by doing it or whatever. Those things aren't regulated. And so they can be really, really potentially harmful in more ways than one. And that's just, yeah, definitely needs um, some someone to go in there and try and fix it somehow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, definitely, like, there is, like you're saying, it can be empowering to see people's personal health journeys, and then it obviously can be damaging. I guess, what advice can you give to be able to decipher between the encouraging versus the damaging? Yeah, so, like, if you're talking about someone themselves and how they can become more aware of what they're looking at, Mm. um, I think you need to, firstly, use your common sense in weighing up what are they telling you and what are they promising? So I'm going to use maybe the example of like a fitness plan. So saying you're like a healthy person and you just want to lose some weight. And if you follow like any given exercise plan, that's probably like a low risk thing, mm-hmm. um, like overall. But if you're like someone who has a really horrible diagnosis or like a terminal illness and you follow someone else's healthcare journey, like that could be a lot more risk in you following their journey versus following health advice from your doctor, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. The first thing is like, yeah, probably thinking about what you're trying to get out of it and how, how like high risk that result is if it, if you know, you're not following someone that's got evidence-based advice. And I think like the second thing would probably just be like, are they like educated with a degree in that area or are they, have they just found what works for them? And it's like their complete personal story and things like that. Because again, if you're taking like serious advice about what you eat or like how you exercise or what medications to take or something from someone who isn't necessarily qualified. And that's like super dangerous. So like, it's just basically common sense and just looking at their credentials, I guess. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. In terms of social media platforms, though, and them taking a bit more responsibility, currently, I guess, social media platforms are currently completely free reign when it comes to offering health advice. There are obviously some, you know, rules in terms of sponsored ads or whatnot, but in terms of maybe people putting out content themselves, it's pretty much free reign, leading to what is an oversaturation of potentially holistic health resources, if you want to call it that, which makes it really difficult to figure out like what is the truth and what is real and what is evidence-based versus what is not and what looks like it's evidence-based, but it's not really. So what measures, if any, do you think should be put in place on these whether it's social media platforms or any media outlet that sort of produces health resources? Yeah, that's like a super important question. And they definitely should be looking into this. Hopefully like Facebook and Instagram are seeing this as a potential issue to fix. Mm. But um, I think one of the things that is very easy is just like a disclaimer at the beginning of any um, post or any like video. And a lot of people do do this anyway. So people are doing it of their own accord. But it's really important for the, maybe the social media platform to have some um, responsibility there to do that as well, mm. especially for the people who may not necessarily know that what they're posting can be really harmful. Yeah, that's probably like the first thing. And I guess you could also think of it from the approach of educating the people that are using these platforms. So just somehow making sure that like as our teenagers and um, people grow up, they are educated on how to judge a good piece of advice versus like a bogus Instagram post in terms of whether it could be harmful for your health or not. So just kind of teaching this stuff in schools, which is what I think they probably should be doing because it is a massive issue. Like the flow on effects can be like things, damages to your mental health with you being, you thinking that you can achieve a perfect body and that just being a completely unrealistic expectation for like the plan that you're following and things like financial health, if you buy all these different products. So like this really needs to be something that is tackled from like a prevention standpoint in schools, I reckon as well as like from the actual um, platforms themselves. Um, but I guess you're also in an interesting position where throughout your undergrad, you were doing biomed law, start, like studying about all this sort of public health stuff and all these issues, but also at the same time working at a chemist, you know, after hours and um, seeing all these people come in and, and buy those products and being in that position where you're essentially meant to be able to sell to them. How did you feel with customers coming in and you sort of almost knowing if these things that they're buying are really unrealistic? or realistic yeah it's really difficult so if you're if you're sitting there and you've got these people who want to buy all these different vitamins and you don't necessarily know whether they should be taking them whether it's a good use of their money in, in most cases people don't need vitamins unless it's for a specific issue and they're actually sick so like taking prophylactic vitamins when you already have enough dietary intake of those like minerals and vitamins is just a waste of money and it's just making your pee really expensive actually <laughs> so with me being on that side of the the counter I can't really say anything so you just kind of have to go along with it which is the sad reality but it's really it's a really interesting I guess balance between two things because you've got on the one hand these people really believe in these products and they come in like they'll come in week after week thinking and saying to you oh it really makes a difference like it's really helping and so you're like well is this a placebo effect is that actually doing anything and then on the other hand they're coming in and spending all of this money week after week again so like you, that's obviously potentially a negative effect so i guess there's not really much you can do from a sales perspective but raising awareness is really important i guess one of the things that 
if you wanted to go and have a look at this topic more, the ABC has a really good program on this kind of stuff. And I think it's on YouTube. I'm not sure what it's called. There's basically, the ABC did a program where they just basically debunk different advertising claims. And so that's like a really good way of explaining to the public how these things are necessarily evidence-based and to keep your eyes out basically for like wild advertising claims and things like that, because they're very misleading in most cases. (laughs) Yeah. We usually end every episode with a bit of an ethical dilemma. And this week's is that a prominent social media influencer utilizes their platform to share how they recovered from an illness through a particular diet or exercise regime. As a result, some young followers adopt the influencer's advice and become malnourished and deplete of vital nutrients. Is the influencer then responsible for the outcome of their followers' health? And how would you approach the situation as a healthcare professional? This is a very juicy topic. So I guess if you break it down, you've got a social media influencer utilizing a platform so you've got two people involved the platform and the influencer and then you have the person or the people that have taken on this advice so i think a good answer is that the onus falls on all three parties because the person putting it on the platform has to make a conscious decision to put that healthcare advice out there and accept responsibility for the fact that they don't have a disclaimer on there or you know anything to say this could be harmful you need to check with your doctor etc the other thing is obviously the platform is allowing that content to be on there so they have to also have some some responsibility in allowing that to be given to the public and then third the poor person that's followed this advice unknowingly um, or for whatever reason maybe it was really convincing very shiny um beautiful results promised or something like that yeah like some onus has to fall on the person who's followed the advice i guess But if you think about it, the things that are portrayed on social media can be very, very convincing and they can just just be very eye catching. And so for someone who necessarily like doesn't necessarily know a lot about how to judge whether that they're going to make radical changes to their life based on an Instagram post, it's potentially more fault. Like the onus is probably falling more on the person that's put the post up and the platform because you can't necessarily guarantee that everyone has um, the know-how to avoid these kinds of things when they're scrolling through Instagram and stuff. So, yeah. And as you can tell, Sasha always has great insight when it comes to topical things in the public health space. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I also help, hope it helped you gain some perspective on the role that each individual plays on one's health journey. And I can't wait to see you guys on the next episode.